Well, we are in this series at the very beginning of this new year um, called Predetermined. And it's just, it's this idea that there is power behind deciding ahead of time of what you're going to do. Because so many times, you know, we, we want to be good decision makers, right? But a lot of times we fail on that, right? We, we don't always make good decisions all the time. And that's what this is about. This is not just to set you up for this day or this week or even this year, but to set you up for life as a, of just thinking about this differently, that there's power in our decisions. But there's also amazing power in, in having the opportunity and the chance to decide ahead of time. Because a lot of times in the moment, when we make a decision in the moment, a lot of times our emotions might take over, right? And we make emotional decisions. And I know for me, the times I've made emotional decisions, I, I, for the most part, I, I regret them or I wish I could have done it differently. But with what we're talking about, it, it's about setting us up for, to really honor God um, in, in any and all moments that will come our way. You know, I don't know about you, but I've never actually met anyone that said, you know what, my plan for life, my dream as a, as a child is I want to be addicted to drugs. Or I want to be an alcoholic. I don't know anyone, I've never come across anyone that said, hey Bill, you know what, you know what my five-year goal is? My, five, my goal in five years is I want to be bankrupt. I don't know anybody that plans to do something stupid and sinful and then hide it and then lie about it and in the process lose the trust of the people that they love the most i don't know i don't know anyone that plans to wreck their life and chances are you're really good when it comes to you and you're not planning to make stupid decisions. The problem is this. Most people also don't plan not to do something stupid. And that's what, really what we're talking about here. We're talking about something I believe has the potential to impact your life, not just today and this week, but your life in a very powerful way. And I want to review of kind of what we've covered a couple weeks ago. I know some people said, why? Why did you come back, start a series, and then you were gone the next week, and now we're back here again? It just happened that way. Um, when I plan my preaching schedules, it's always like six some odd months in advance, and I just didn't have, uh, just didn't know about the opportunity of, of Lisa and I being able just to get away for the weekend. So obviously we took it, and, and obviously missed you, but um, I can guarantee you from now until Easter, um, I'm going to be here every single Sunday, whether you like that or not. But no more of these types of breaks, but I'm here at least until Easter every Sunday. But I want to review kind of just to remind you what we covered a couple of weeks ago, because we did have that week gap. We talked about the power of our decisions. Because for the most part, we need to understand this, that the quality of your decisions actually determines the quality of your life. Think about that for a moment. I, that, there is truth behind that, right? When you make good decisions, the quality of your life reflects that, right? And when you make really dumb 
harmful decisions, your life reflects that too. So that's what we're talking about. That, there's this power, there's this idea that I want you just to be aware of over these next six weeks, that the quality of your decisions, they determine the quality of your life. In other words, we make our decisions, but our decisions in turn also make us. The problem is, although we have good intentions, and we do, we have good intentions, many of us are simply not very good decision makers. And I shared with you a couple weeks ago the moment that I realized I was maybe not the best decision maker. And we're all like that, right? We have good intentions, but bottom line, simply, just most of the time, we just aren't. And that's why we introduced the, this idea that's going to carry us over for these next six weeks, that there's power of predetermining. There's power of choosing ahead of time of what we're going to do in the future. And we talked about this idea, and you can actually find it throughout Scripture uh, of God's people choosing ahead of time. And we, and we talked about this concept and this idea that when faced with A, like whatever the situation is, when, when I'm faced with blank, I have predetermined to respond in this way, right? That's really what the formula, the concept that we're, we want to propel throughout this series. We've introduced this concept, this idea when I'm faced with a certain situation, whatever that situation may be, we're going to predetermine a course of action ahead of time. You know, instead of waiting until the moment to give into some temptation or let our emotion take us to a place that we don't actually want to go to, what we are wanting to do is we are wanting to predetermine what we're going to do. Last time, I introduced these six I am statements. As we're moving into a new year, we're deciding who we are going to be. And these six I am statements are a reminder, this is what I'm choosing ahead of time to be. This coming year and beyond. Because here's the reality, when we know who we are, when we know that, we'll know what to do. You know, because I think when, there's times when we struggle with, I don't even know who I am, and that affects our decisions. If we know, if we are confident in knowing who we are, we're going to know what to do. And these six I am statements, these really six statements these, that we're going to journey together and predetermine that this is who I'm going to be. Let's review those. The first one was, I am ready. And, and spoiler alert, that's what we're going to look at today. So we open up God's Word. But I, let's just talk about what, what we're deciding that we're going to be. And we're going to choose ahead of time that we're going to be ready. We're going to be consistent. We're going to be devoted. We're going to be generous. We're going to be faithful. And we're going to be fish, finishers. That is what we're Choosing ahead of time, that's what we're predetermining. This is who we are going to be. See, when we predetermine, our decisions won't be based on what feels maybe good in the moment, but on one on, on who you want to be for the rest of your life. That is what we are determining right now. Because we want to make decisions not based on feelings or emotions. We want, we want to 
we want to base our decisions on this is who I am. This is who I want to be. They're based on values. Because the reality is, is when your values are clear, your decision-making actually becomes a little bit easier. Did you know that? So today I want to ask you this question as we dive into God's Word. How many of you have ever given into temptation and you regretted it? Like, come on. If you aren't putting up your hand, you need to put something up because here's the, real, here's the reality, here's the honest truth. The reality is we all have done that. We all have given into temptation. And I'm hoping as you afterwards, as you gave into that temptation, there was regret. If there wasn't, that's a different conversation. That's a different sermon. But we've all done that. We are sinners saved by grace. Just because we have come into a relationship with Jesus Christ does not mean we are now sinless and we are free of sin. We aren't. There is constantly going to be temptation and now even more is going to come our way because we're in that relationship with Christ, which goes back to what we're looking at today, that we need to be ready for that. So don't think that you don't succumb to temptation or that you don't experience temptation because we all do. And we need to be, understand that truth and we need to be ready for that. We all have done that. And my follow-up question to that question is this. Why? Why? Why did you give in to that temptation? Chances are, and in most cases, you gave in to that temptation because you just weren't ready for it. You weren't ready. You weren't prepared for it. You weren't on guard for it. You weren't watching for it. In fact, Scripture talks over and over and over again about the importance of us being prepared, the importance of us being on guard, being ready, because here's the reality of all this, because you have an enemy. Your enemy is going to attack, and he's coming after you day after day after day. In fact, the Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 16, uh, 13. Now, we're going to be looking at several different passages and verses today. Um, we're not just going to focus on one. So if you, want, if you can keep up, awesome. If not, I encourage you to write them down, and I really encourage you to look at them afterwards when maybe you have some more time to really look into it and meditate on them. But 1 Corinthians 16 13 is really going to propel us into our discussion here today. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, be on your guard. He says, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. He's telling you, be ready. Be prepared, be on guard. Why? Because your enemy is attacking you. He's, he reminds, don't let your guard down. Be ready because he's coming. Again and again and again. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew 26, 41. He says this, he says, watch and pray. Be ready, be on guard. He's saying, watch and pray. So, what, so why? So that you will not fall into temptation. He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need to be ready. And that's why we're going to predetermine that we are going to be ready. That our guard is going to be up. 
that we are going to be watching and that we're going to be praying. Why are we going to do that? Because Paul and Jesus are saying the exact same things. You need to be ready. You need to be doing this. Why are they saying this? Why do we need to be ready? Why do we need to be on guard? Why do we need to be watching and praying? There's two reasons why they are telling us that in Scripture. The, one, the first reason they are telling us to be ready and to be on guard is because the devil is coming for you. He is coming for you. I hope you understand that. And if you don't, you need to start understanding that. He is coming for you. Our spiritual enemy has a mission that he's on. And it's a, mission, it's a fierce, destructive mission. It's a mission to steal and to kill and to destroy anything and everything that matters to the heart of God. And just in case you didn't know this, you matter to the heart of God. You do. And because of that, he's coming for you. And because of that, Paul and Jesus saying, you need to be ready for that. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 11, he says, I wrote to you as I did to test you and see if you would fully comply with my instructions. And it says, so that Satan will not outsmart us. For we are familiar with his evil schemes. Here's the reality. He, as in your enemy, as Satan, the devil, whatever name you want to have him go by, here's the reality in this. He is studying you. He's studying you. He knows where you're weak. He knows when you are vulnerable. He knows how to attack you and to take you out of God's amazing will. And he does that so he can hurt you and the people around you. So, knowing that, we're going to be ready because we know the devil is coming for us. Another reason that I believe Paul and Jesus are saying you need to be ready is not just that the devil is coming for you, but also that you are not as strong as you think. You're not as strong as you think. See, we tend to think that we can handle anything and everything. We tend to think that we can handle a lot more than we actually can handle. And there's this very sobering warning in Scripture found in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. And it should be a sobering warning for us here today. And this is what Paul says. He says, so if you think... You are standing firm. Be careful that you don't fall. It's a sobering warning. If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Because it's in those times when we're overly confident, right? I'm strong. I'm this. I'm this. It's in those moments where our guard really comes down. And Satan sees that. And remember, he's coming for you. And he's studying you. And he's waiting for that opportune time to come at you. It's when you're overly confident, and those are the people that tend to fall. Oh, I'll never fall into that financial compromise. I'll never fall into compromising my relationship with my spouse. You know, we we say we'll never do that. And it's times when we become overly confident that... That's times when people fall. 
If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall in the midst of that. That's why we often end up in a place that we don't want to be because we make decisions that don't honor God. Studies are are really fascinating about this idea. They actually show that people, you and I, we vastly overestimate our ability to resist temptation. We do. We overestimate our ability and underestimate the power of temptation. We think we're way stronger than we really are, but we're not. It's God's strength in us and through us that allows us to live these honoring lives. It not, has nothing to do with your willpower, your strength, your self-control. It has everything with God's strength living in and through you that you can be strong. We're not strong enough to do it on our own. If we were, why would we need God? The reality is, we aren't strong enough. And why is that? Why do we tend to overestimate our ability to fight off these wrong things? Well, one of the reasons is because we have no idea how much energy it actually takes to resist temptation. Do you understand the amount of energy it takes for you to resist temptation? That just fighting off temptation, and remember, he's coming... He's coming at you over and over and over and over again, day after day after day after day. It's exhausting, isn't it? Just fighting off temptation, it drains us in a lot of different ways, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It drains us. Spiritually, we become fatigued because of it. Mentally, we become fatigued. And we need to understand these reasons and these ideas and these truths that the devil, he is coming for you. And you're not as strong as you think you are. So what we're going to do is we're going to predetermine, we're going to choose ahead of time that we are going to be ready. And I want to share today what I call the three keys of fighting temptation. And we're going to predetermine three things today that we're going to choose ahead of time that we're going to do in these battles We're going to predetermine, and I'm going to share them very quickly, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about each of them. Today, we're going to predetermine to move the line, to magnify the costs, and to plan your escape. We're going to be ready, because our spiritual enemy, we need to understand, he is coming for us. And the first thing I want to talk about and demonstrate for you is how we're going to predetermine ahead of time to move the line, to move the line. And I I just want to show by an illustration here with this roll of tape and just allow it to be a a visual illustration of what I mean by move the line. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this line coming right down here like this, right? I'm going to put that line down there so you can see throughout our time here together. And and we're going to assume that on this side of the line, this is sin. This is is kind of like the border, right? This is the line. Here's temptation. Here's sin. And on this side, it's sin. It's the wrong thing. It's it's not part of God's will. It's, It's not honoring God. 
And this side is obviously the right side, right? On this side, you're honoring God. You are a part of God's will. And, and on this side, you're not honoring God. So that's the line right there, right? What do we typically do when we know where the line is, right? And I don't want you to act all holier than now. But when there's a line of anything, really, right, I think. But when there's a line somewhere, what do most of us like to do? This is what we like to do. We like to go right up to this line, right? And let's see how far I can get before, before I get singed or before I get impacted or, or before I get affected. We like, to, we like to push the boundaries, right? We really truly do. We love to push the boundaries and see how far we can get in doing all this stuff without diving into a life of sin. We all play here in this line. I want to I want to go as close as I can to sin and do all the stuff right on this line and see what it looks like. See if I can do that. Right? We all do that whether that's for sin or, or really anything else. When we see a line anywhere, we like to push the boundaries of it and and see what the person of authority if we're in a place of business and there's a line there for a reason for something, we like to try to push the boundaries, right? Does anyone know what I'm talking about, right? I'm sure we all do, right? And what's funny is we may do that with some things, but the things that we know are really dangerous, we will never do that, right? We will never play right up the line when we know it's something dangerous. What do we do when we know it's really dangerous is we stay as far away from that line as possible, right? Like, I would love to go swim with sharks out in the ocean. You know, I, love, I would love to push that line. Lisa's, I, I'm like up here with swimming with sharks. Lisa's like, you know what? That's dangerous. I'm going to be as far away as possible from that line. I won't go on the boat. I'll stay on shore, and you go have a good time. Right? When we know it's something dangerous, we'll kind of stay away from the line. So, so we know since our spiritual enemy is coming at us, what we're going to do is, when we know there's a line of sin, and we know there's this line of sin, what we're going to do, what we need to do, what we're going to choose ahead of time is, we're going to move that line and stay away from sin. So we know this is the line. And we are predetermining, I don't want to live up on this line because I don't want to get burned. I don't want to dishonor God because it's too tempting. And I know, I, I know I'm not strong enough because I've just been told I'm not strong enough. So what we're going to do is we're going to move the line and we're going to move it right back here. We're going to move the line. You know, if this is wrong, right? If this is wrong, I'm not going to get as close as I can to this, this line, right? What I'm going to do instead is, if I know this is the line where I'm going to get in trouble, I'm going to move the line. And this is now where I'm going to be viewing temptation. This is where I'm going to be standing. I'm not going to be playing in this space. I'm going to be playing from, from this line. 
And I'm going to try to stay away from that as far as possible. We're going to move the line. Because we don't want to play with the dangers of living right up against the line where there's sin. And you're outside God's will. And you're dishonoring God. Now, how would all this play out? Let's say that you've got this amazing spiritual gift of spending way too much on Amazon. And I'm sure we either know someone or we're that person. You know, and and Amazon makes it so great, right? It's so easy. Click, click here, buy now on your front porch today. That's the genius of Amazon, right? There's no waiting. It's easy. Click here, buy, send, and same-day delivery on your front door within hours. Let's say you're spending too much. Let's say you're spending too much time on Amazon and you think you're strong enough, so you're playing up against the line. I'm just going to put everything in my cart, but then I'm going to log out. Um, and I'm sure that can work sometimes, but there's, I'm sure, a lot of times where you're like, um, I'm going to buy now, right? So let's say you're spending too much. So here's the line, right? I'm not going to spend. So what you're going to do is you're going to move that line. I'm not going to go into my Amazon account, click, 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 proceed to the checkout, because that's way too tempting. I'm, I'm playing the right line. I'm going to move the line back here when it comes to that. And that moving the line might mean that you give your spouse or your best friend your password to your Amazon account. You could go onto Amazon, you can see everything, but you just can't buy anything. You can click on those things, but you won't be able to buy unless they give you your password. What that is, is you're moving the line. And then you might be thinking, Bill, that seems pretty restrictive and pretty limiting. Like, why would I do that? It doesn't sound really fun. But you know what? Here, here's the way I look at it. When you set these things, to be honest, it really isn't limiting. I think I find it more freeing, to be honest, and less restrictive. And I love what David said in Psalm 16:6. He says this about lines, about setting boundaries. He says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. It's incredibly freeing to me. And I believe it's incredibly freeing. And that's See, people think that, oh, if you follow Christ, there's all these rules and all these regulations and all these limits. But in reality, with some, that's one way to look at it. It's not the right way to look at it. But following Christ, I find there's so much freedom in that. It's not limiting. It's freeing. So what we're going to do, the first key in fighting temptation is we're going to move the line. We're, we're going to determine ahead of time, I'm no longer going to be just... Living my life right up against that line. I don't want to do that anymore. I need to move the line. And I need to give myself some freedom in that. So we're going to move the line. That's one of the things that we're going to do to fight temptation. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to magnify the cost. We're going to magnify the cost. Because anytime we're tempted to give into temptation... There's always a risk, right? When we're up here and we find take that step over... There's risk in that, right? There's risk when we give in to that temptation. And what I want you to do is I want you to train yourself when you're tempted 
to predetermine, to stop in the moment and ask yourself this question, what could go wrong? So you find yourself here, and then all of a sudden you might find yourself straying into this zone, and you find yourself right up to the line. And just before you step over, I want you to stop. And I want you to ask yourself, if I make this step, what could go wrong? What could go wrong in my life? What could go wrong in my job? What could go wrong in my relationship or in my family or whatever? What could go wrong? Because here's the reality. When we make that step into that side, something always goes wrong. The big question we can predetermine to ask ourselves in this moment before we make that step beyond what could go wrong, but what if the worst case scenario comes true? Ask that question. And I know that Lisa is like, finally, because I always kind of tease Lisa that she always thinks about worst case scenario about everything. This is a good time to think about worst case scenario. I'll give her that. What is the worst case scenario? If I make this step, what is the worst case scenario that could come out of that? And when we can do that, what we're setting ourselves up is that we are ready. We're ready because we know the devil is coming for us. And we understand that we are weaker than we actually think. So when we get close, right? We're even here and we're thinking about it. Should I step over? And in that moment, you got to think, no, 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 I can't. And you got you to ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen if I make this step? What if that worst-case scenario comes true? And here's a scary verse for many people. When they see this verse or they hear this verse or are reminded of this verse, it's scary. You know, it comes from Numbers 32, verse 23, and this is, this is what it says. It says, but if you fail to do this, you will be sinning against the Lord. And you may be sure that your sin will find you out. It's a scary verse, isn't it? The reality is, it's going to come out. It's going to come out eventually. And what is that worst case scenario thing that could happen once it does come out, right? What would you want to what you want to do is ask yourself, what is that worst possible thing that could happen? And then magnify the cost of that, right? And that will help you predetermine not to do that which could hurt you later. Like, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my spouse? Am I going to lose my kids? Am I going to lose my reputation? Am I going to lose, like, what could happen? Magnify the cost. It kind of scares you. It's like, okay, if, that what, if that's what could happen... Ah, that's, that's too much, and I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to experience that hurt. I don't want hurt for the people around me. And we need to magnify the cost. Listen to me. Five minutes of sin could wreck a lifetime of pursuing Jesus. Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to recognize that, that we have this spiritual enemy who's going to attack. So we are ready. We're on guard. And when he does attack, we're going to move the line. Right? We're going to move that line. And as we move that line, we're going to magnify the cost. 
and we're going to say, what is the worst thing that can happen if I follow through on this? And then my favorite thing that we're going to do is that we're going to plan your escape. Plan your escape. We're going to decide ahead of time how we're going to get out of any temptation that our spiritual enemy brings to us. And the best example, I think, in all of Scripture, who is the, one of the king of plan, pre-planning his escape, is Joseph. And I think Lisa, in the past, Lisa says that I'm a lot like Joseph, she says. Um, so let me describe Joseph to you from God's word. Um, and this is what it says, Genesis 39, starting in verse 6. This is kind of what we, we get this description of Joseph. It says, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. Imagine how easy it would have been for Joseph to give in. No one was around. No one was there. And how easy that could have been for him to do that in the dark, right? Because we could do a lot of our sin in the dark. Not, most of our sin isn't done in public. It's done in private. It's done in the dark. And even that, that verse in Numbers, it's, it's letting us know, and we've heard this in other places of Scripture, that the dark will be exposed by the light. When the light is shone, the dark will be exposed. You will be found out. Your sin will find you out. It's going to come out at some point, right? And, and he's in this situation where it's like, he could have done that, and what... You know, and no one would have known. He could have done what so many of us do in, in situations like that. He could have given in because he just wasn't happy with God in that moment. Right? Like, because Joseph, he wasn't doing anything wrong at all, right? When his brothers came and beat him up, and then threw him in a pit, and then they sold him into slavery. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't asking for that. It just happened that way. So he was in a bad situation because God let him down, right? And so often we feel, well, since God didn't do what I wanted him to do in this situation, I'm not going to do what he wants me to do. And how many times do we have that mentality when we say, you know what, we're standing here and we're playing in here. It's like, you know what, I'm in this situation. I didn't get myself into this situation. Maybe if God cared about me or maybe God wanted to do what I wanted to do, I wouldn't be here. But you know what? This is God's fault. So you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to step over this line. And I'm going to do what I want because he didn't do what I wanted him to do for me. So why should I do what he wants me to do with my life? And the very thing that many of us do in our lives is, is this. We use our disappointments to justify our disobedience right? We're standing in this space and up in this line, and we're disappointed, and we're like, we're, we're thinking, God didn't do what I needed him to do for me. And then we have these lies, right, that come in as we're standing on this line, and Satan whispers, you know what, that's right, Bill. He didn't do what you wanted to do back then, so why should you do what he wants you to do? Go ahead. Take that step, 
and we do this in our lives, right? You use your disappointments to justify your disobedience. Joseph had predetermined that he was going to honor God no matter what. She came on to him and he faithfully resisted. So he told her, not happening. There's no deal here. Not going to happen. And he resisted. And he resisted. And what happened when he resisted? Well, what happened was she stopped coming on to him, right? The angels came out. They sang these wonderful chorus that were lifting up Joseph, and he was never tempted again. Right? If only. Right? If only. Instead, day after day, she continued to make moves on Joseph. And in the exact same way, day after day, the devil is coming after you. Day after day, he's attacking. He's not letting up. He's waiting for you to let up. Day after day, he's attacking. And because we know that, because we know he's coming for us, and because we know that we're not as strong as we think we are, we're going to predetermine that we're going to plan our own escape. Now, you might look at all this and say, well, Bill, it's Joseph. Like, come on. He was strong. Well, what I want to tell you is he wasn't strong. He was ready. He was ready. He was smart enough to pre-plan his escape because Scripture tells us out of that in Genesis 39, a few verses down in verse 12, it says, She caught him by his cloak and said, You come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. He left his coat in her hand and ran out of that house, essentially naked. Why? Why would he leave his coat literally in her hand? Because he knew it was better to have a good name than to have a good coat. Essentially what he's saying in that moment is like, I'm not going to let that which could hold me back to hold me down, to get me in trouble because I've predetermined my name is more valuable than any kind of possession I could have. He predetermined, if she grabs, I run. Pretty, pretty good plan, right? The amazing thing about God is this, that when you are tempted, and you will be tempted, I'm telling you that you will be tempted, we are reminded, and the good news is, is that our God is faithful. And one of the first verses I learned was 1 Corinthians 10, 13. An amazing verse. Talking about this idea about temptation. Not about if you're tempted, but when you're tempted, the reality is in that moment, God is still faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, it tells us. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out of it so that you can endure it. There is no temptation. The devil will bring your way that God hasn't given you an escape for. None. That verse tells us that when you're tempted, he will always provide a way out. Whatever that temptation is, there's always an escape route that he's given you. So we predetermine. We choose ahead of time, right? The devil is going to attack. And I'm not as strong as I think I am. So what I need to do is I need to be ready. I'm ready, that I've predetermined to move the line and not play with fire and play up against that line, but I'm moving that line, so it gives me some space. 
I'm going to move the line. I predetermined to magnify the cost. To, to have in my head, what is the worst possible scenario that can happen out of this? What can I lose? What could happen from this? And I've predetermined that if she grabs my coat, I'm running out that door. That I've pre-planned my escape. See, the reality is no one plans to screw up their life, right? But people do it all the time. No, no one plans to screw up their life, but most people also don't plan not to either. So we're going to be on guard. We're going to be ready. And what I want you to do as we're still early in this year is I want you to be incredibly honest in this moment now about where you're vulnerable in your life. You need to be honest. It's going to be uncomfortable. But you need to be honest. Where are you vulnerable? Like, how does your spiritual enemy attack you? How does he attack you? Is it in your pride? Or, or maybe do you justify sins because you're just mad at God? Or do you find that he attacks you by, do you find yourself compromising financially? Or, or do you lie sometimes to make yourself look better? And that's it. Do you gossip? Do you gossip about people to make them look bad and make you look good? Do you judge other people? Are you overly critical? Are you carrying unforgiveness in your heart? Do you find yourself taking God for granted? Like, what is it? How does your spiritual enemy attack you? And what we're going to do is we're going to be ready. Because the enemy is at work, people. He is at work. And we're predetermining we're ready. And we're going to put distance between ourselves and temptation because we know we're not that strong. We're going to decide ahead of time how to stay out of trouble when the devil attacks. And you, you need to ask yourself this question. And I know I've made this point previously. I know I have. And it's this. Why would I resist a temptation in the future if I have the power to eliminate it today? It's a good question. Why would I want to try to resist temptation in the future if I have the power to actually eliminate it today? And that's what this is about, this idea about being ready. You can eliminate that today with some of these predetermining courses of action. Because the devil's coming for you. He's going to destroy you. He's going to try to destroy you. He's going to try to destroy your reputation. He's going to try to destroy your witness. He's going to try to destroy um, your ministry. He's going to try to destroy your friendships. He's going to try to destroy your relationship to your spouse or to your kids or to your grandkids or to your neighbors or to your co-workers. He's going to try and destroy your witness before your family or before your kids, before your grandkids or before your co-workers. The devil's coming for you. You're not strong as you think you are. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to be on guard. We're going to be watching and we're going to be praying. We're ready because we're not as strong as we think. So what we're going to do is we're going to predetermine. We're going to move that line. We're done playing with fire. We're moving the line. I'm not going to get as close as I can to that anymore. I'm going to stay far away 
from it, right? Before I'm tempted, I'm going to magnify the cost in my mind. Like, what, can, what is the worst possible scenario that can come out of this? And ahead of time, I'm going to plan my escape, just like Joseph did. All of this that we're talking about, it's based on values because when our values are clear, our decisions become easier. So when that moment, somewhere in the future, it could be later today, next week, next month, later in the year, because this time will come more than once sometime this year. That when that moment, somewhere in the future, where you find yourself tired, or maybe hungry, or you're angry, or you're feeling overwhelmed, or you're discouraged, or you're depressed, or whatever it is, your decision when you're tempted won't be based on the emotion that you're experiencing in that moment, but instead on the values that God has placed on your heart, as you can think clearly about it right now, today. So what will we do? Well, we're going to do what we looked at a couple weeks ago with that verse from Proverbs. We will commit everything to God. Everything. And the scripture tells us if we commit everything to God, it says he will establish our plans. Because we know his word, and we know that it's true, we're going to decide ahead of time, when I'm faced with A, I've already predetermined that I'm going to honor God in that. So what are we? We're ready, right? We're ready. We're ready. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time of, of just looking into your word and being reminded of some of these truths. Thank you that you've given us everything we need to fight off temptation. You've given us the values you've placed in our heart. You've given us your word. And I pray we use all that so we can predetermine ahead of time of this is how I'm going to honor you, God, in any given situation. Lord, help us with this because we're going to need your help. It is not going to be easy. It's going to be a constant struggle and a constant wrestling match between us and the enemy. But we know with you on our side, anything's possible. We know that with you living within us, that yes, we are not strong enough, but with you in us, you make us strong enough. So I pray we just lean into you and your goodness during these moments. We pray this in your name. Amen.